what do you do when you correct a dog and they still do the behavior only when you're not around? Well, then technically you didn't correct the dog. So I would need to know what it is. You'd use a remote collar and you'd set it up. But what's the, be I guess I'd have to know the behavior. So for instance, um, counter surfing. So my dog only counter surfs when I'm not around. Okay, we'll set it up with a video camera and a remote collar and don't be around and put some high value um, um, whatever on the counter, let the dog do it and then correct the dog. Or here we go back to like, why, why is your dog out of a crate when you're not around? So I guess I need a little bit more of what it is that your dog is doing not when you're not around that you'd like to stop so I can give you a better idea of how to fix it. Because that's what we do is we do fix problems. Next. Going live. <laughs> now we're live. Yeah. Hey everybody. Hello. 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 How are you? <laughs> how are you? Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman and Joel. And it's Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, this is the What Would Jeff Do show. It's from 8 p.m. to maybe 9.30 tonight. It's a 90-minute show. We do the show three nights a week. Every We shoot for Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Saturday night. We, since we travel so much, sometimes we always can't do it because we might be on a flight or the time zone doesn't allow. Um, this weekend, we are in Providence at a seminar, but we're going to do it. Um, we'll do the seminar at the same day, seminar. We'll do the, we'll do the show on uh, Saturday night. Um, it's a Q&A show. Yes, your dog training question, you get a dog training answer. Um, my seminar series, Jeff Gelman Seminars, um, we're doing, we're shooting for 28 dates. 28 dates. I can't talk tonight. Where's that coffee? Because you were just sleeping. Um, 28 dates, 28 days in um, 2020. I don't know if I, did I tell you officially though? Officially we're doing um, Detroit. Yes, you told episode Det Detroit and um, what's the other one that we're doing? Uh, Detroit and uh, it's official. One other city. Oh, jeez, it'll come to me. Anyway, we're announcing two seminars, two more seminars to 2020. Um, that we're officially going to do. Um, Toronto, we're looking at. San Diego, we're looking at. So things are really looking really, really good for for that for for those. Um, those Don't are. Fall asleep. I feel like you're gonna fall asleep. He was just literally knocked out like two minutes ago. Came in here, did the usual. Wake up, you Jeff. You came in here and I was, so was sleeping. Yeah. In my chair. Yep. Huh. Started editing videos. I was like, mm, I'll give him a few more minutes. It's been. Just don't fall asleep. During the show. Yeah, I feel like you're going to. I wonder if that's even possible. I, you literally were just like stuttering. Okay, like. so enough about my speech impediment or making fun of it. Um, and then I, we do these two-day seminars, which I've repeated. I didn't forget that I already said those. And then I do, we have the training center. And the training center, it's the full, the full nine yards. In fact, today we had an interesting dog in, human aggressive and dog yeah. aggressive dog. And, um, um, you'll you, see his you, intake tomorrow, you, probably. you put up tomorrow, yeah. It's just really, editing it. It's just really interesting, the dogs that we get here. Interesting meaning. Interesting. Interesting meaning it's like we deal with some really challenging dogs. 
Um, all right, so the way this format is, is we talk a lot about punishment. Why? Because that's how you stop an unwanted behavior. And people really need to know um, how to do that properly because they're struggling. And the information out there is very, very confusing for a lot of people. Um, and we're trying to bring a little bit more clarity into that. So you can call it a correction if you want to. What we don't want you to do is it's definitely not a reward and it's definitely not redirection. Um, we're not teaching an alternative behavior um, to stop what we don't want. So I'm not against, you know, training behaviors because we do that. I'm not against more exercise because we do that. But um, if you want to stop a behavior, you have to learn how to apply a punisher. End of story. That's just the way the work, the world. That's the way that nature has decided to make it. So I'm not going to argue with Mother Nature. All right. Jump right in. All right. Britt, order to keeper collar. Excited to try it. Any tips? Thanks. Get it Tuesday. Um, I don't use keeper collars, so I have no tips other than um, good luck. And um, I, I think besides the fact that, that you ordered a collar, a lot of the information that we give on our on the show and on our on our, on our social media, um, which is so much free stuff, is um, even more valuable than a collar. So a lot of people will say, you know, do I new, do, should I get a remote collar? It's like remote collars are fantastic, but if you don't have one, there's still a lot you can do even without it. Mm -hmm. So I think I think most of the training that we do is without. It's more about the philosophy anyway. Next. Um, Turv, I'm early as fuck. That was at 7.57. You're not that early. Three minutes, you're early. Woohoo! We'll send you the trophy. Next. Melissa, good evening. Jeff and Joelle. Hey. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. G says hi. Hello. Michelle, good evening. Jeff, Joelle, and Melissa. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. And, 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 and whoever and that And whoever the early person was. Um... I was busting your balls, by the way. I was listening person. to Monday's replay. Heard you were thinking about Calgary for a seminar. Very excited. Hope you can come here. You have fans. Yes. Michelle Anderson, she's like our number one YouTube fan. So she she's lives in Calgary. It. Yeah, so she's Calgary is north of Texas, north of the Rockies. Yep. Um, north of Texas. No shit. She wanted it because you weren't sure where it was. So. Right, but like there's other states above that. Oh, I know there this is. This is north of Texas. Well, north it, of like North Dakota. Or north of Montana. She wanted to give you a frame of reference because you know where Texas is, obviously. Got it. Next. Well, that's cool. I didn't know yes. she was from Canada. So, uh, Michelle, help, help us find a location out there. That'd be great. Next. Grace, dog in place. Guest knocks. Dog barks. E-collar for barking. Yes. Level that stops barking makes dog break place. Dog is on leash so he can't bolt. What would Jeff do? Yes. So, um, right now, um, you dog you when someone knocks, dog barks, no. Apply your punisher, dog breaks place, but it's on a back tie. So you'll say no, place, correct for that too. All right, and then pretty soon you'll have a dog that doesn't bark and holds command. While you're doing it though, there's something called the messy middle. I want folks to really understand. I, I know um, Joelle was just editing a video um, and I know which video it is. It's from um, one of the seminar, seminar attendees in Las Vegas. And you know, your average person if it saw that dog after the seminar would be like, wow, that dog's really out of control. And, and, and meanwhile, in his testimonial, he's saying how his dog, he feels it was the best improved there. Um, and actually, I got like three, um, with the photo album that went up, um, three people commented on it saying, wow, it was amazing to see that dog's transform transformation. When I say transformation, this dog didn't go from like no. aggressive to happy-go-lucky. It didn't go from out of control to... Um, um, calm. It went from out of control to a little less out of control. Yeah. But there was a huge shift, though, in the dog's intent. Yeah. And he also um, is knows how to get ahead of the curve now. 
Yeah. And I think that's what is the most important part. Mm-hmm. He knows how to get ahead of the curve. So big picture, he's going to do great. Yeah, hope he's fine. Yeah, he's going to so well the dog. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Tice, good evening, guys. Hey, how are you? Alyssa, do you guys have a certain bar collar you'd recommend? Yeah, the one on our website. Um, we have on our website, I'm not trying to, you can. You don't have to buy that one. You can buy it from Amazon. We don't care where you buy it from, but it just to give you a frame of which one we like. Um, it's the e-collar technology one. Then also there's the Garmin one, Bark Limiter. Um, Dogtra also has, has has one as well, but the one on our website, we you know we like a lot. Next. Hannah, good evening, everyone. Hello. Magic Larry, Pee-wee and I say hi, J&J. Oh, how nice of hey, you Magic and Pee-wee. Larry. Hey, Pee-wee and Magic. <laughs> I uh, love that name. That's an interesting name for a wife. Next. Huh. Was he, huh. Was, well, I could have said his own wife. It's his cute little pity. I know that. Crixis, hi, guys. All this dog training nonsense out there. Like my mom always said, it's only a lie if you believe it. Love you guys. Yeah, don't worry about the nonsense. It's just, I, I had a, oh, I, that's where it was, uh, Missouri. Because I, I was talking to her, the, the woman who's going to host it, wonderful woman in Missouri. So we're also doing Missouri. We're doing other states too, but we're announcing um, Detroit, Michigan, and um, um, in Missouri as well. And um, I was just talking to her for about a good hour about like hate and because she's a, a newer trainer and just how to navigate it all and how um, uh, now that she has a center, she's getting more of it and she's getting results, she's getting more of it. And um, it's, it's, it's a nasty world. But, but, uh, I think most people are really getting good, really good at identifying that it's not true. Yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely able to call people on their bullshit. Yeah. You're like, you know what? That doesn't sound real. Yeah. It's like if you go to a Yelp restaurant review and it's like you've heard great things about it and there's like you read a one-star review saying it was the most horrific place in the world. You're like, you know what? I've got a feeling you're either a competitor you um, have never been there, and you maybe you're uh, uh, maybe you're a vegan, and you're reviewing Ruth Chris Steakhouse, and you just wanted to like you know do that, um, or your palate sucks, and you don't like a certain you know it's like that was the worst sushi ever. But it's me like, going to a Thai restaurant. It's right. Like, this is the worst right. menu ever. Right. Or me watching a science fiction movie, which is not the movie genre of my choice. Yeah. And I'd like to think that the people that make science fiction movies will never make one for the way Jeff Gelman wants to be made because I don't like them. Right. So who cares? Meanwhile, you've got your science fiction junkies that will like, that's your target market. But ironically, they're going to be the most critical though. But meanwhile, the masses like your stuff. So um, you got to be careful about taking the one-star reviews and the five-star reviews too seriously. And then you've got to pay attention a little bit to more of what's going on in the middle. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. And I think people are figuring that out. Yeah, Next. marketplace isn't stupid. No, it's definitely marketplace is not stupid at all. That's why all the haters out there be careful. The marketplace is watching you. Laura, using a bonker saved both me and my dog. Highly reactive dog. We can walk past other dogs and even went to the vet today. Did very well despite other dogs losing their minds. Thanks for all you do. Yeah, vet offices are interesting. Um, you're welcome, and 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 just keep in mind. Um, thank you for what you do. You did it. So, you know, one of the things that I've gotten, I think, good at over the years is taking my, um, my criticism, actually, like, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. But then not getting too sucked up into the, to the awesomeness that I'm helping people because um, uh, uh, you got to be careful about doing that, I think. Okay. 
nobody likes big ego. Yeah, yeah, they don't. So um, I'm just glad that. And also, I also want to start flipping it a little bit. And I want to put. Um, we, I've always put a lot of credit on the consumer, the end user of our information, because yeah. I actually think that's actually who's really doing the hard work. Mm-hmm. Easy for us to sit up here. Well, it's not easy. We've both had long days, but you know, I think it's easier for us to sit up here and give advice that we know works. We do it here all day long. Um, but for the owner that's actually doing the work, putting in the hours, because we know how hard it is, for them to take a dog and transform it, it's like, wow, that was like, but they thank us for the information when it's like, thank you for actually doing all the work. Yeah. So. So it's all. And Especially with your own dog. Yeah. It's a whole, it, it's whole other journey. It is. Next. Uh, Jordy, 13-month-old GSD, leash reactive. I look for signs before he reacts and try to correct with prong collar and leash pop, but it doesn't snap. Doesn't snap him out of it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, the me, yeah so you usually people say he doesn't snap him out of it. So, but number one, a couple of things. I don't know your skill set, and I don't know your timing, and I don't know the dog. Historically, though, you're, you're probably underwhelming the dog. Um, uh, or you're you're doing it too late, um, but I would switch to a switch. I would add a remote collar to it, or I would learn um, what a bonker is. By by the way, to the person that sent me this, this is embroidered. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, this is just a wrapped up. This is just a wrapped up towel. That's all it is. It's just a wrapped. The word bonker. Yeah, but I haven't even actually even re-rolled this officially. I just took it right out. It came in the package like that. So. Um, you know, so thank you so much for doing that. Um, and what, what you want to do is you want to apply a punisher as soon as the dog starts thinking those nasty thoughts. Unfortunately, the prong collar in, uh, is either it's obviously not working or it's ramping the dog up, which doesn't mean prong collars um, make dogs more reactive. It means bad timing doesn't stop problems. Next. Mark, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Massive thank you from Manchester, UK. Love the show and all your content. Thanks for everything you do. Look forward to a UK seminar. Yeah, well, I was actually, I just got a message from Jimmy this morning who's um, in the UK, and we're actually going to be, um, we're looking in the Manchester area. Cool. I'm at a location, um, and I'm not going to be announcing that anyway till probably, you know, sometime in November, most likely. We have a Scotland location I can announce at any time, but I'm waiting till the vote that is over going out in the UK right now with the um, with remote collars, which unfortunately in the in the in England long term is going to uh, most likely be banned. Um, and some people might be celebrating and dancing at that ban, thinking under the guise of um, it's better for the dogs and it's more humane for the dogs not to be trained that way without realizing that there's 300,000 people in the UK that are using remote collars and they rely on them to keep their dogs safe. Um, but then also you're going to see a lot more dogs trained um so you're gonna see a lot more dogs turned into shelters and you just will there will be more death so the lack of tools will bring more more death and for folks to say well you know look at sweden they banned them it's like okay all right talk to some of my colleagues in sweden how things are going talk to dog owners in sweden how it is how they've had to put down pretty much dogs for some pretty simple things because they, they, they couldn't be fixed and there's also massive breed limitations as well um, so we have to really, really be careful about that. And then as well, in Sweden, they went as far as they took away um, the, the, the crate door. Your, it is illegal to have a door on your dog's crates. And now some people who feel that crating is bad, well, that's, you're entitled to that opinion and you're entitled to not put your dog in a crate. But all I know is I'm glad that I have the freedom to crate my dogs to make sure that they are safe and that I do not make have to do um, 
uh, more hospital visits than needed to while we were actually gone on the trip. Um, um, there's a, a, a chuck it spot that we play and Tex um, ran through a hole in the we, we, it's an opening in a fence and he ran through and he was too close to the edge because all the dogs tried to get through it once and a piece of metal just went across the top of his eye and that was a $500 um, bill that I got from the vet literally he played and he was, he was playing chuck it he was on the way to play chuck it yeah. I mean and it's like there, there's $500 right there I'll never see that money again I'm not mad at you know at, at, at him or the person that was handling him, Ben, who does great care of our dogs. I mean, I feel yeah. incredibly safe, and I'm just like, okay, they team of the vet. Do silly shit. They do silly stuff. So and that's the dog not misbehaving. You know, that's the dog literally running to the chucket spot with the $500 repair bill. So imagine what happens when you're not home and the dog's got a lot of freedom to do stuff. And there's a lot of people out there that are like, um, well, if you spend more time, I love it when people. I won't. I won't go on a rant on this Here one. I no, I won't. But I love it when people. Go on a rant. No, how can I word this right? How can I like? You are the biggest fucking asshole in the world, to sit there and like say to somebody that if you would have spent more time with your dog training it, you wouldn't need to create it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's my fault. Mm. It's my fault. I did something wrong. Right. And it's the victim of a pedophile's fault for being a child. Well, if you weren't a child, you wouldn't be a pedophile victim. It's a really stupid, and to anybody out there that's being victim, I'm not, I am absolutely not discounting, uh, um, you know, or supporting predators at all. But, but what I'm saying is, it's like, are you fucking serious? And people are, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, that's, that's what I actually compare it to. I actually compare the irrational thought process of saying to somebody, well, if you were a better dog owner and did a better job training your dog, you wouldn't need to put in a crate when you left the house. It's the same thing saying, well, if you weren't a child, you wouldn't have been, you know, uh, molested by um, um, your uncle. And that's literally how sick of a mind the person has that says that statement. Is. That, I literally compare the two. Exactly the same. And why would I want to, like, how do you counter that? How do you make a law with that? So it's like, no, it's called less government involvement into indoor dog lives. So we can keep our dogs safe the way that we feel we want to. And when you do that, you will not have more abuse. By taking away these freedoms, you are going to have more dead dogs. Fact. Watch. Watch the numbers grow. Yeah. Watch if they ban or when they ban uh, shock cowers in the UK, watch your death rate grow. Just watch it go grow. I've been predicting this for a long time, and I'm and I'm constantly seeing um, these predictions being right. Um, just like dog sports being taken away, agility will be taken away one day. Um, anything extra with your dog will be taken away. Next. Wholehearted living. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Is your training approaches different for working dogs? I know you said before not all dogs should be service dogs, but I was curious about how you handle working dogs. Well, most dogs cannot be service dogs. Cannot be. They're literally like, I cannot play in the NBA. It is not possible. I do not have the DNA. It doesn't matter who my coach is. 99% of, of college uh, football players that play at a high level will not make it in professional sports. So as far as working dogs, it all depends on what you're talking about. So if anything... A working dog, historically though, has way more drive, 
um, than a non-working dog, no matter what it no matter what its job is. If it's a um, cocker spaniel that literally smells fruit at airports, or it's a uh, uh, a nuclear power plant perimeter protection dog. The drive in those is way is different than a lot of these family pet dogs that we're working with. So it all depends on what it is. But for stopping unwanted behaviors, which is what we do, it's actually highly, I, I can't imagine not doing what we do with a working dog. Next. Mary, at what age can you start using a bonker on a puppy? That's a really good question. Um, if I had a dog whining in a crate at eight weeks old, I would say no and throw it at the crates. Now, Obviously, I've taken the dog out to go to the bathroom first, and it's on a schedule. But historically, most whining in the crates, and some people are like, it's trying to tell you something. What is it trying to say? What exactly are you trying to tell me, eight-week-old puppy, that I just took out? What? That you miss your, your litter mates? Okay, fine, wonderful. Well, you're not gonna, I'm not going to put you in therapy. I'm going to throw a fucking cotton towel at you and tell you to shut up, though. Next. Grace, dog stares at other dogs in a walk, does not break command other than the stare, does not escalate even if other dogs are lunging and barking, okay. use tap tap on e-collar to correct, do I say no then correct? I mean, you, yes or yes or no. Or you, say nothing. You know, if high, he looks up at me. If low, he'll turn his head away. Thanks. Okay, so you're you're fortunate that you can you 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 have one of those dogs where you've got a lot of options. So you know, one good maybe um, higher correction could. And if that dog looks up at you and then you mark that with good, that does it. But if your dog doesn't react ever, and this has been going on for a while, let's say, for two years he's done this, for a year he's done this, and he's never exploded, um, and if you're, you might be missing some signs, you might be like, well, keep that up and he's going to explode, um, then don't do anything. So your options are open on that one. Next. Bonnie, proofing a downstay in the neighborhood with jumping, skipping, and hopping. She was great. Neighbors down the road found it very entertaining. Oh, so your dog was in a down while you were jumping, skipping, and hopping. Well, I think that's, that's something you should videotape and send in to us. To, I don't know if I believe you were doing that. I don't know if I believe you. I need some video proof on that one. Agreed. I think we need to get that. We have a great TikTok video planned for tomorrow. Wonderful. Hopefully it's not me sleeping and nodding off and then waking no. back up. Good. But it, that just reminded me of it. Good. Bronwyn, hello both of you, love you. Hey Canadian Bronwyn, next. Grace, I already read that. Sage, what do you do when you correct a dog and they still do the behavior only when you're not around? Well then, technically you didn't correct the dog. So I would need to know what it is. You'd use a remote collar and you'd set it up. But what's the, be I guess I'd have to know the behavior. So for instance, um, counter surfing. So my dog only counter surfs when I'm not around. Okay, we'll set it up with a video camera and a remote collar and don't be around and put some high value um, um, whatever on the counter, let the dog do it and then correct the dog. Or here we go back to like, why, why is your dog out of a crate when you're not around? So I guess I need a little bit more of what it is that your dog is doing not when you're not around that you'd like to stop so I can give you a better idea of how to fix it. Because that's what we do is we do fix problems. Next. LOL, no, <laughs> that's a funny tag. Um, hey Jeff. How do you teach eight-month-old GSD manners when playing and interacting with other dogs? He's very dominant but not aggressive. Thanks. Well, but, that, but that, which is which is I'm glad you recognize that now because it's, the dog's only eight, eight months old now. She can get worse at literally at nine months. She can get worse. Just ask tomorrow. Kyle about it. I was just gonna say, just ask Kyle. Yeah. Um, in fact, <laughs> we have a. Where's he been? Where you been, Kyle? He's probably like. None of this shit worked. Shit. <laughs> He's just knee deep in shit. Um, so, um, you know, to me, though, I'd be super careful because a dog, for instance, um, 
it's maybe not the best example. When 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 Wes went over our house and met Mac, my dog, for the first time and did some dominant dominant posturing, I could have ignored it, but I just know where it can go with your dog. Yeah. So I, I you know, even though your dog has been safe with with you know, all the dogs so far. Um, to me, I would stop any of that dominant stuff. Now, I let I let Girl and Kira play fight, and, and believe, ironically, it's funny that your two dogs play fight, and, and Wes gets his ass kicked constantly. He does, right? Um, and it's, it's so it's funny. It's just really funny. To today, Bert he was Bert like taking Bert was on top of him and literally was on his neck, thrashing he loves around it. with He's it. Like, and, and ironically, if like if any dog even looked at him sideways, he'd like attack it. Oh so, yeah. So um, it's just really really funny. Bert like raised him. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Exactly. Next. Um, Jamie, thanks for reminding me that I'm the shit for taking the time to train my puppy, and it's not just the remote collar, but my teaching her. I really needed to hear that. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. You're welcome. No, I think it's really important. Uh, any, and that's another thing when people like say, "Oh, I love these cut and paste guys." If you're gonna Put some hate out there. Stop doing the cut and paste hate. Come up with some original hate because it's already it's 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 been it's 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 it's, it, it, it's been it's been overused and it's easily identifiable as somebody that actually doesn't have. They're not. You're not a free thinker and you're you're a sheep. Most haters are just sheep anyway. Um, they're just mimicking and repeating what they've heard and they actually have no practical or personal experience whatsoever. And like, do you even believe this or do you just like hating? Um, I don't know where we were going with this, I have no idea. Um, but, um, but oh, when someone was like um, the remote coward, thank you for um, recognizing that oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more than that. Um, it takes a skill set. You know, getting a dog to stop on a counter, it doesn't take skill set with a remote coward. Teaching a proper heel, a, a, a down, a good down, a good sit, going to place and staying there, holding command around distractions, stopping, you know, reactivity. Oh, that's that actually does take time. Next, um, Alicia, when would you use the command "go say hi"? I liked it at first, but worry about sending dogs unsure of people near them. Have you ever seen me a, a video of me using that command? Have you ever seen me ever mention or recommend that command whatsoever? Have you ever seen any any show where I actually say that? No. That's your answer right there. I just stand. I just answered your question. Next. Sophia, when teaching a dog to turn off pressure with the e-collar, do I hit the stem before or after giving a known command? Thank you. If you're just doing CS, you, you, you don't. You don't. You don't say any words. You don't. You, whoa. Historically, say that one more time so I have clarity on this answer. So when we do... No, no, no. no ask the question directly. Oh. And then you can, you, you, you can answer it, but I want to make sure that I'm understanding. When teaching this. a dog to turn off pressure with e-collar, do I hit the stim before or after giving a known command? Thank right. you. Excellent. So it depends where on the training uh, scale you are. What yeah. part, where, where you are on your training scale. Are you on corrective mode? Are you on... Well, it says teaching the dog to shut off pressure, so I'm assuming that's CS, like the first stage of e-collar training. So when the dog actually completes the command. So if I'm teaching down, um, I would um, hold the button, say down, hold the button on continuous, say down, the belly hits the ground, let go. The dog learned how to turn the stim off, okay? I hope, I, I hope that made sense. That's CS. That yeah, but we do it even. But we don't. We don't have to break it down our way because we do it a step further. Okay. It's too complicated. Crixus donated twenty dollars. No question. Thank though. you. Um, Nr. Any suggestions for a dog that's become accustomed to pulling against a prong? Mastiff Dane with Lady Handler. Um, you being a female has nothing to do with it at all. Absolutely zero. 
zero. Um, I just want people to know, though, that the collar, <coughs> um, you still have to train the dog. So what you're doing is the collar is on the dog. The dog is getting to the end of the, the leash, pulling on the collar, and you're just holding your dog back. So which the, the way that which is not the way that the collar has been designed to be used. The collar has been designed to be used that you give a very quick, firm pop way prior. So what you're doing is um, um, I would, number one, Joelle, you really should make a um, spatial pressure video because that helped a lot of people at the seminar. Um, the goal is the dog gets the information at the first thought process of the dog to start forging ahead. Next. Kaylee J, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hope things are going well as always. Things are great. Things are great. Yeah, they really, really are. Next. Michelle, haha, I said Calgary was like a chilly Texas, east side of the Rocky Mountains, beautiful scenery. Yes, you did. Bronwyn, as soon as you announce Calgary, I am buying my tickets. We love you here. Okay, so. Um, All right. When I find a location. Calgary. Not if, but when I find a location, I will let you I will let you know. What I will tell you is it will not be in the wintertime. Next. Dino, dog was just laying below my feet asleep. I bumped him while he was sound asleep, growled and snapped. He didn't bite. It was more of a reflex. Yep. Is this type of behavior still a concern? Um, well, yeah. You know, I mean, I think, you know, what I probably would have said no. I mean, I, I remember, you know, that, to me that is correctable. Um, I know, um, you know, is, could, can you correct a dog for waking up and biting? I think you can, waking up and growling. I think you can. Um, uh, Joelle, I don't talk to her before she has coffee because I, I don't. I don't feel like being. I don't want to be corrected, um, so I wait until she's had her coffee first. Um, you know, they, but this. So I, you know, I, I. You absolutely could have made it a a correctable moment. Next. Dean, hey guys, cheers from Canada as always. Hey, we love you, Canada. We, we got a, we, a lot of Canada and UK on the show. Tonight. We got we got Canada in the house. We just Canada yeah, we have a, we have a, a, a cast which you'll meet. Um, I'm sure if you haven't seen any of the photos yet, if you look closely, you'll see a new person standing there. Um, she looks Canadian. You know, she's got a hockey stick and a beer um, in her hand, so you can identify her. Um, you know, she lived in Thailand for a while. That I didn't know. Very interesting. Yeah. She said she learned to drive there. Holy she's like, shit. I'm a really bad driver. Oh, I was just going to say. I'm I was like, remind me to never get in the car I with was you. just going to say. Um, me and Brittany were like, we'll put our helmets on when we go in the car with Well, you. actually, you can actually become really good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. But she admitted she's the worst driver. Okay, so I don't I don't know if that's it because you're in Thailand. If that if that if that's the cast, if that's the excuse you want to give, you keep giving it. But I think you would have been a bad driver if you learned how to drive in Ohio. Next, Jamie, when walking my dog and I'm coming up on another dog walker, I say leave it right before approaching and hit the stem, and she walks right past, ignoring them like they're not even there. Cool. So, um, if I I wouldn't say leave it, but 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 it doesn't matter what I would do because it's working for you. So you keep doing it. Next. Magnus, hi guys. Calgary is well represented in the chat. Hope you guys are having a good day. No, no, it's funny because I just put a little, you know, last week I put a little like, hey, we're looking for locations, and and obviously, um, almost every city in the world, you know, you know, was represented. And and guys, every day of the year, I could do a seminar in your in a different city. Joel and I could. Um, the thing is, um, we are on the road for 28 weekends a year, as it is. 
Um, that's more than half, right? That's more than half, yes. 26 would be half, 28 would be two more wow. than half. Um, if Angela was here, he would tell you that as well. So, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so, but that's a lot. And, and we, I'm willing to do more. Uh, Joel might not be, but you know that's you know remember because then we still have our normal. I still have the company to run, and she still has to come back here. Um, I think once we build even more of a crew, like we just hired a new trainer tonight, actually at 6:45, I think we decided p.m. Um, tonight to hire a new trainer, um, and that brings Joel one step closer to eventually. Um, not maybe training as much and doing more social media and we're um, talking about building her social media team even more um, um, which then would free her up to do more seminars and and the more people that I had here running things and running it smoothly um, would allow me to also then go um, to help more people under the guise of helping more people um, guys might not be the right word because I want to make sure it's like le le you know legitimate helping more people next Lenny, good evening from Manchester, Jeff. Joel, Jeff and Joel love the show. Hope to see you both in the UK next year. Thanks for all the content you do. It's really life-changing stuff now. I have two calm dogs who love to train. Yeah, well, you know, I wish, um, you know, we have a huge fan base. We're, we're usually the belly of the hate. We have a big fan base. Like, you know, we get a, I get the most hate I get from anywhere is the UK. I get, I get the most vicious... Uh, online attacks from my UK, my UK haters. You're you're doing a good job over there um, with your well-honed hate. Um, ironically, though, I have got huge fan base over there, which that's all I really care about. Because um, if we have 40 people from the UK attend the seminar, it's a success. So it really doesn't make a difference if the whole country, but 40 people that attend, um, hate hate us there. It's only those 40 people that I care about. Next. Mm-hmm. Bethany, learn the lesson of attracting the right clients to work with. I remember you saying something about that on your videos. Thanks. Yes, I do. I talk about that actually all the time. Um, if you're, a, if you're a, a dog trainer that's starting out, you want to be able to train as many dogs as possible, pretty much for selfish reasons, um, to get experience, um, to build up your, to, and frankly, to build up your, almost like build up your portfolio, to build up your skill set, to build up your documentation portfolio, um, to build up your experience. But eventually, you do want to help those that are perfect. Um, and when I say perfect, that doesn't mean it's the perfect human being. What it means is you want to work with clients that, that care um, and will work harder than you will. And a lot of people say, well, isn't that everybody? It's no, it's actually not. You'd be surprised. It's not. Um, I, I often tell people that paying the money for boarding training is the easy part. That's really hard to do. Being away from your dog for six weeks is even harder, frankly. Um, a lot of people can write a check quite easily, um, um, but being away from your dog is hard. Or getting the crate out of your bedroom is hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll pay double for if I don't have to do that. Well, it doesn't work that way. So, because um, it's a dog and they don't know that, how much things cost. Next. Lynn, good morning from the UK. My relationship with Cody and my GSD is getting better and better through your training lessons. Still quite a way to go, but Cody is so much more connected to me. Thanks a million. Awesome. Proud of you. Yeah, oh. and for, for also, it's also way past midnight in the UK now, too. So kudos to all you folks that are staying up late to watch the show. So I appreciate that. Jasmine, when my dog is in my backyard, he freaks out at people that walk by, gets up in the chain link, growls, fence, running, etc. Won't respond at high levels on the shot collar. Should I bonk instead? Um, well, number one, I don't know the fit of your collar, the brand of your collar, or when in the sequence you're correcting. It could be a collar fit. Also, all collars are not created equal. And even, like, 
the mini educator which we use is the lowest level out there. So I actually shock at the first sign of the trigger too. Okay, awesome. So I, now we have to look at fit, and then we also have to be like, it might not be a powerful enough collar. Um, so there's a lot of different things you can be doing, but but bonking you can't really you can't do it at a distance, so you have to get up like get close. Um, keep your dog on a leash and have it and you know and set it up next. Kara, I hit my dog's kennel with the handle of a stockyard whip for arousal. Didn't have a bonker. The other crated dog barked and growled at me when I did. Yep. I said no and hit her cage with it. Um, she continued to bark and growl. Should I not bonk with other dogs in the room since it kind of freaks all the dogs out? Um, you can. I mean, um, it, in a way, it may or may not be fair, though. I mean, say there was a barking dog and you used an air horn. Um, you know, the other 15 dogs in the room heard it as well, and that might confuse them. Um, um, and, but it's no different, I guess, if you stick your head in a kennel and yell quiet or no, and two, do two out of five dogs were barking, the other three were like, what am I getting yelled at? You know, I wasn't, I wasn't making noise. Um, that's why we like remote collars, because they are, the, once you push the button, they, they only correct the dog who's got the collar attached to it. Next. Elsie, hello, Jeff and Joelle. Do you guys have a video showing how to properly use a dog to remote? I keep reading the word continuous, but I'm not sure what that means on my remote. Thanks uh, Okay, so much. continuous is just continuous stimulation. So depending on the brand that you have, on some of the brands, there's a toggle between N and C. N and C, Nick and continuous. That's all that means. Now, you can say, well, I hold the button down for a long time. I'm like, but if it's on the Nick setting, which is the momentary setting, it doesn't make a difference. So continuous means just as long as you hold the button down for, the stim is there. So it's like, you know, pressure on, pressure off, pressure on, pressure off, or or Nick, 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 next. Dean, is there any acceptable amount of growling during play you personally allow or zero tolerance or more dog dependent? Some are more vocal than others during proper play. Let me go backwards. You also have an owner's manual with your collar. And if you don't, you can download it from probably dogtra.com. So keep that in mind as well. As far as play, yeah, I let dogs growl all the time. I let dogs bark at each other, growl. Um, I only allow play outside. So for instance, Joel's dogs are great vocal um, players, but I wouldn't want them doing it right next to me right here. If they were in the kennel room, they could probably do it if it was, if it was planned. It's like, oh, guess what? You guys can go play in the rubber training room, which is inside, but it's inside a training center. Um, um, I don't want my dogs playing inside my house at all. Um, I only want that play outside and only at certain moments. But, you know, it's like when I play tug with my dogs, we they growl and I growl and I that's all part of the game. Next. Danny, finally took my female out with the prong collar and the difference from the slip collar is night and day. Don't know why I procrastinated. You know, that's a good question. You procrastinated because you thought the prong collar was probably going to ruin the relationship with your dog or hurt your dog or was barbaric or you were concerned about public opinion. Um, and for the people that are not using the tools out there, I understand that. But, but the only issue I would probably ever have um, um, I mean, I, I believe in people's personal freedoms and rights, but but it's like if you gave up on your dog instead of trying a well-documented, known tool that works perfectly fine. And when I say documented, it's like, well, the science says, well, you know what? Fuck science on that one because there hasn't been a great scientific study or any scientific study at all. Because if it's a, a true study, is not a bunch of people's public, a bunch of people's opinion or perceived um, um, uh, uh, opinion, uh, not opinion, perceived um, results. It's actual factual. And all I can say is, training seven to ten thousand dogs now, dogs, it's much easier to walk a dog on a prong collar. Fact. Hashtag truth. 
actual factual. <laughs> right. Factual. You actually said that, though. I don't care what I said. Instead of actually factual, actual factual. Make that a thing. Hashtag. <laughs> Feel free to screenshot this silliness uh, coming out of her mouth right now. I'm just so tired. Everything's funny. Okay, great. Elsie, by the way, the bonker works wonders on my Doberman. Awesome. As well as miniature schnauzers, too. Alyssa, Joelle, here we go. She knows when the rant's coming. She knows me well. Next. <laughs> yes, she does. Carol, if you trained your children better, they wouldn't get her in ad sport here. Same thing. Accidents happen. Keep the dog safe in a crate when you can't be present. Correct. Or, or car accidents. So, you know, I think I'm a really good driver. Joelle disputes that, but... Um, It'll make you sick. No, you as you passengering with me... In almost you passengering in everybody's car makes you sick. Um, so I think Not Brittany. Um, that's wonderful. Then let her fucking drive you everywhere, okay? So um, all I know is um, when I was young, I definitely did some stupid stuff driving. But now um, ac you know, accidents do happen. And getting hit by an oncoming truck or something while you're driving or a vehicle, um, you know, the only way to prevent that is stay off the fucking road. Don't leave your house. So next. In the shadows, I'm not having any issues. Other puppy time. Love the show. Awesome. Awesome. David. Hi, J&J. &J. I'm using a doggy don't electronic device, yep. which is very, very loud. Yep. Supposedly used to get dogs' attention when barking, etc. Have you any knowledge of this device? Yep, I do. So a doggy don't sounds like a taser, but it doesn't actually tase the dog, but it sounds like one. The problem with that is everybody can hear it. So I've seen them used um, um, in a lot of, in some daycare applications to quiet down a whole room. The problem is everybody heard it. Again, if you had one dog um, and it was barking and you activated it and it stopped the behavior, I would say then go ahead and use it. Um, I would prefer you use a bark collar, but you know you use this. So so yes, um, we don't use them. I'm not opposed to using them, um, but just you have to just think about you know everybody hears it. Excuse me, next. Kara, what are some things you would correct for without saying no? So, active God stuff such as fence fighting, poop eating poop in a litter box, counter surfing, counter surfing anything I'd want the dog to think was hot, I probably wouldn't say no first. Next. Tim, should you allow a new pup to whine itself out alone in the crate at night in another room or keep beside the bed to shake crate for a correction? Um, that's a really good question. And there's, and there's, you know, I think it's dangerous protocol to allow a dog to whine itself out because if it doesn't work, at what point after how many weeks, days or nights do we try to stop it um, when you could have stopped it most likely immediately? Um, so... Having the dog next to you for the first couple of nights, I know a lot of folks do that, and then, then they transition the dog out away from you. Um, I'm not opposed to that at all, but that's just, you know, again, we don't do any of that stuff here at all. Um, I just stop whining in dogs and crates, and if I owned a new dog, um, if I brought home a new puppy, I probably would not have it in my bedroom. I'd have it outside the bedroom next. Melissa, while on a walk, is it okay to use the handle of the fabric leash instead of a bonker? Um, you can do whatever you want to do, and if that works, you go right ahead. Um, um, I would probably bonk the dog at home, no, and then bonk uh, first to establish, well, establish what no actually means. Next. Kaylee J, just had a good training session with my dog. He's been super nervous in the house, confident as hell outside, but nervous inside. 
So we focused on some confidence building through obedience drills and holding him accountable for known commands. Yep. Plan is to build up confidence inside again, work through his problem areas, and hopefully get rid of some whining. Also planning to schedule a Skype just to make sure I'm not missing any important steps. Good, good, I good, good thing. You know, it's like I've got girl who um, does, does has dabbled in odor protection before. Her, she does much better outside, especially even outside with environmentals than she does inside. Um, so you know, you know, I get it. I get, I get your struggle. Next. Melissa, do you get owner permission to post videos or pictures of their dog? Yeah, I mean, just by walking in our building, there's permission, and going into our going into our seminar, there's permission. So that's just the way that the way the, the, the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, if you're one of our clients, we're going to protect you from you know we're going to tell our story, the story of your dog. We're not going to you know let anybody hate on you or blame or shame you. That's often what we do, but we want people to know you know, probably the severity of the dog without being sensationalist. Some people do think just by putting the story as sensationalist, but I'm, but I think it's important to people to know that, you know, yes, that there is a possibility out there that your, that your dog who has harmed a human or a dog can be rehabilitated. Um, because I believe that every dog, um, if, if, um, you know, I wouldn't take every dog in as a client, um, um, for a lot of different reasons and it's not usually based on the dog's behavior um but yes we do get people's permission next jenny well i know i'm like really it's so bad no you're not you're just tired hi jeff and joelle my daughter and i will be attending your seminar in chicago it can't come soon enough i hope you're ready for a challenge as we just adopted both dogs and need your expertise so you know i'm i'm very ready for a challenge and i assure you it most it will not be a challenge for me it'll most likely be fun for me um, so the bigger question, and I mean, I'm excited to meet you. Chicago is turning out, we just sold a bunch more tickets today. Um, um, it's three, Were we just in Chicago? I feel like we have a layover in Chicago every flight we well, take. Well, if we fly United, we do. Yeah. Which I've been trying to fly United. because I know I the United, airport so well. Because I have a United card. Well, actually, you probably don't. You know the United part really well. There's a lot of more of the airport than, 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 than there is. It's a big airport. Really big airports. I don't mind it. No, we're good fortunate. We haven't had to go to, from too many gates to too many gates to gate the distance. No. We had a 44-minute layover, and it was we just had a bop right over there. Yeah, actually, it was. Um, no. Put us on the wrong plane, though. We had a deep plane. Well, they didn't put us on the wrong. No, yeah, they, they did. did. They did. They brought. They brought. They did bring the wrong plane to the hangar. Yes. I mean, to the um to the gates. You're correct. We're like exhausted. They're like. Sorry, everyone. They brought us the wrong plane. We brought you the wrong plane. Right, right. So, but it was no big deal. Ari. Hey there, I've been away for a while, but I'm back. Now working on remote collar heel to get rid of the prong with the bull Arab. Just started walking my two together, so new challenges. Awesome, awesome. So, no rush to get rid of that prong, though, there, Ari. Right? I mean, if it's working. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if that's your goal, work on it. And it's good to see you back next. The dedicated dog. Hi, J&J. Hope all is well. I've been working with a client for a couple of months with their leash reactive dog. Dog is now on a prong and e-collar. Dog has recently started to protest the prong, standing up, flipping over, lying yep. down. Yep. At random intervals during the walk, I'm thinking to use the e-collar to correct. Any advice? You can bonk the dog for that. You know, that could be just your whack-a-mole your whack-a-mole issue, meaning... You know, a lot of times a dog will object out of nowhere, or what we think is nowhere, maybe because we tightened up somewhere else. 
you know, we find that. We find that it's like, fix this one thing, and all of a sudden a new thing happens. And for the folks out there that have got parents, um, that are parents, you'll see that sometimes in your own children. It's like, um, so, but yes, pretty much you just stop it. A lot of times you just, you know, you put out this fire, you put out this fire, you put out this fire. It's almost like fight, fighting a forest fire, which I can't say from personal experience, but, but then there's also new flare-ups. Next. JP, a trainer had me train the stay command. However, I notice it's not standard nowadays and build it into down and sit. He will stay in one spot for two hours until I say come. Should I transition to place? How would I transition? Well, you can do both. So we, um, I've never trained stay. You know, it's funny people have argued, got into actual arguments about that with me, which I think is a little bit silly. It's like, well, how does the dog know to stay then? And my response is, well, how does it know that, that when you say stay, to stay. It's an English word. Like, a dog doesn't know what it means. Yeah. You still have to train the dog what it means. If I just said stay to my dogs, they wouldn't know what it meant. No. You know, but if you train down, so if you train down and then break, or or um, or you can break on a, on a recall, or stand or something, or sit, you know what I mean? Um, well then, what's the difference? So you actually don't have to train stay. It's one less command you have to do. But as far as transitioning from, what do you say, a sit stay? Place. Play, no, what is he, he wants to do place. Um, but you can, How you just, would I transition, yeah. Just, just add, start training place. Start training place. You won't be transitioning, you're training a new command. Next. Melanie, uh, we walked by the cows in our neighborhood. Of course he reacted. I got him to sit, but he cried and cried so yes. loud. Should I let him cry out? No. No. Why are you stopping and letting the dog, like, be aroused? So stay in motion or or have a way to stop the, the, the crying. But so what's happening is the dog is possibly was reactive. And then is that what it was? It was reactive and now it sits. So if that's still, that's still, um, the dog, that's still arousing the dog. So cr the dog crying it out, that might take hours. And are you going to stand there? No. So let's just tell it to cut the shit right away. Next. Justin. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. I have a one-year-old Samoyed who is reactive to dogs on our walk. He wears e-collar and prong. I'm thinking of trying the bonk. Do you think this will work? Well, it's, it's more than that because I don't know what the hell you're doing with the dog. Just, just having a bunch of tools is, is not the point. The point is, do you understand how to stop reactivity? So you can, you know, you can do it with any one of those or all of those or none of them might work because your training plan is not working. So um, I can have a bunch of healthy food in the refrigerator and join the gym, but if I'm not eating the healthy food um, um, or going to the gym, then I'm not getting physically fit. Um, or if I'm going to the gym but eating like shit, I'm not going to see any progress. Um, or if I'm eating a healthy breakfast but a crappy lunch and a healthy dinner, I'm probably not going to see um, progress as, as, as well or anything. We're always amazed when we go to restaurants and we, both of us are very health conscious and we see the calories of some of these foods. It's like, and I, and I think it's, uh, until you become aware of calorie counting um, or calorie awareness, you don't know. No. Like, you're like, oh, I'll have this. And you're the like. salad sounds healthy. But it's like, that's. Thousand calories. Right. And then the steak has 392. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and, and a lot of this is a numbers well, I don't game. Like eating out yeah, and it's a numbers game. So, so you know, but if none of the tools are working and you're doing them properly, well, the, the bonker is a great way to stop reactivity. Next. Karen, GSD lover, scenario. Dog in house, looks out window, and barks when neighbor walks by. Corrected with e-collar and effective. 
So now if he looks out the window and stares at the neighbor but is quiet, do I praise him? Thanks. Well, when he bar wait, but when he barks, it's ineffect it's ineffective. So I would I would work on stopping it first. So it sounds like though, but it is effective because there are moments where you can you can deliver a reward. So you could do a very dramatic yes/no reward-based system, which if he stared out the window. But I would say for starters, just let's stop your dog from just staring out the window right now. You know, just have him go lie down somewhere. Like, why do you have to stare out the window and be the official watch of the neighborhood, saying "get the fuck off my street" and or you know. Who are you to decide who, who who's a lot on the street and who's not a lot on the streets? So, um, but we absolutely reward, reward wanted behavior, but we don't know if the dog is thinking like, I'm going to bark at you. And I'm not a mind reader. Um, I would just personally, I wouldn't want my dog staring out. I wouldn't want my my reactive dog staring out windows right now in, my, in the training, beginning of the training program. Next. Monica, um, Cosmo was doing great after the seminar. I finally got myself to correct him appropriately. This morning I vacuumed the whole house, dog glued to place. I learned I can expect more from my dog. Yeah, please expect more from your dogs, and I'm glad. Congratulations. She Next. said, thank you. Nope. And Melanie said, sorry for typos. That's okay, Melanie. Melanie, if you, I, you, I, I'm not you, being super strict tonight on my grammar rules. I've noticed, which maybe I should, then I, maybe I should text you tonight more. Because then you won't attack me on my typos. It's a joke. I always do on your typos. I know. My descriptions, um, I'm... You always know when Jeff puts something up because it's botched. There's just a totally wrong word that doesn't even belong. <laughs> it's like, instead of dog, it's like car. Does. <laughs> at. It's like the, the typical autocorrect for at is ST. He'll just like leave it. <laughs> no periods. It's just one run on sentence. Bunch of double spaces. <laughs> I just figured, though, if I just stay quiet, you'll just keep insulting me. I'm done. Because you, I think you derive happiness from it. <laughs> so, so, we, I, this is sort of fun. It's like, let's see. I think I'll take 42 insults tonight. <laughs> so I'll just stay quiet for 84 <laughs> seconds because you're doing a two-second pace. <laughs> it's like a good cadence. <laughs> you're, you're, getting, you're getting a rhythm to it. <laughs> there was. You actually, you actually, guys... Actually, Melissa, Melissa, like, send send that little two-minute Jeff insult, and let's see if we can put that to a metronome. You know what I mean? It's like there, there was there was a rhythm. It was well thought out. It was. There was, a, there was you were getting onto a rhythm. This is the shit I lose sleep over. And that, that could actually be probably turned into, like, you know, a rap, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Overlay that on, onto a lot of different sounds, Broadway tunes. It's like, let's see, you know what? I think the opening of Oklahoma, we can we can actually do something with that. I really think we can. Next thing you know, it's like it's like we're in a Vegas show and we like hold on. Just insults. Where did you get that beat from? That sounds like me being insulted sixteen months ago. Where were you watching the show? Crying. Next. It suddenly just got really hot in here. Ooh, we can, which is actually the line of a song, which actually we can we can probably put to that beat. I'm crying. Okay, JJ, Poland is watching. Anytime in Poland. Nothing planned in Poland. I do have. Um, I think I know maybe a dozen fans, and I'm sure we got more than that in Poland. Um, but you know, um, this 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 show. 
back, back when I had a radio show, the, the radio station, would, would all, they're big on numbers, you know. And to me, I'm not really big on numbers. Um, you're a numbers um, guy. But I mean, I mean, as far as like, you know, oh, my, my, my radio show is replayed in over 90 countries. I mm. mean, I remember them sitting me down and talking to me about, about that. Next. 499 Top Chat from Holding On Dog Training. Just jumping on to say, hey, thanks for a great Skype. I'll catch you on the replay. Yeah, actually, Joelle because did. Because you should be doing your social media right so, now. So, yep. Yeah, so, actually, Joelle did her, um, I, at least this was her first Skype with, with my company on social media. So, maybe that's, you know, if, if, if you have a business out there and you need some social media help, um, uh, Joelle is available for Skypes on that. And actually, in New Zealand and Australia, on it'll be announced, tickets will be on sale really soon for the New Zealand and the Australian seminar. The Friday of the seminar, we are doing a business build. It's a Jeff and Joelle business building slash social media day. And this is not for just dog trainers. Like there's, you know, it's not dog related. Social media it's, so, every it's social media. It's storytelling. It's getting, you know, it's, 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 it's definite like that. And, and I do a, a seven day seminar with my buddy, um, Sean and, and Tori. And it's theoretically, 60% of it's not dog related. It's we talk a lot about personal growth and social media and finding the right clients and 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 you know th th that that's almost every service oriented business. Next. Vicky, hi Jeff and Joelle. I was training my client's dog aggressive dog in the park. She had a muzzle on. I was walking her with my own dog on both hands. One old lady tried to take pictures of us. Um Which you're in you are in public. She's going to call SPCA. She okay. said I was doing it so wrong and told her I'm a dog trainer. I put a muzzle on the dog for the safety of both dogs. I told her to mind her own business. Okay. So next time. Hold on. Okay. I was so upset and heated. She really thought that I was abusive. LOL. I'm speechless. So funny because her off-leash poodle was watching us there. What the fuck? How would you deal with that situation? Okay. So, so first of all, you don't owe an explanation to anybody. And to say that you're a dog trainer doesn't mean shit. Okay. That's like being stopped by the police and they try to throw their weight around like, no, you were speeding. I don't really care what you do for a living, okay? Um, so the thing is this. She has every right to take a photo of you, and she has every right to be an asshole. But what I would do is just say nothing. Because unless she comes into your space, you say nothing and you do nothing. And let her that bet. If she wants to be that person to do that, that's on them. It's like all my haters out there. It's like all my haters. If, that, if you want to spend your time being a hateful person, you go right ahead. I won't hate you back. So if that's what you were expecting, sorry to let you down. But I won't hate, I won't hate you back. If anything, I, I have empathy for you. I have empathy for your struggle. I'm sorry you're, I am sorry you're in so much pain that you have to be such a miserable fuck. Sorry. You know, and I don't, I'm not trying to be mean to, to right now, but but miserable people are like that's what miserable miserable people do. Mm -hmm. They do. Sure do. I mean, you know, they really really do. So uh, you know, company. I find I find every opportunity in the world to be that I can to be nice to somebody. That's that's how I decide to live my life. Um, next. Um, Laura, do you think you'll ever make it around to the Utah or Idaho area? So, um, I can see doing something in Utah, but, you know, um, Idaho, we got a couple requests from. You know, this is the thing. The biggest thing I need is a location, a physical location to hold this seminar in. 
and it can't be in like a rented hall somewhere because the heaters will shut that down unfortunately so i need a dog train i need a dog trainer um or 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 not even a dog trainer let's because let's rephrase that i need somebody that has space um around 2500 square feet of space minimum that if if public pressure is put on them um through um phone calls and the internet and things like that um won't crumble and cancel the seminar so um i talked to a wonderful wonderful um fan of mine and if, um, i think it was jen um who wanted to actually host me in her daycare in san diego and i actually had a great conversation but i told her she's the wrong person because her daycare it's like more of a fluffy um uh, 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 you know, what's the word? It's for, for, for like friendly dogs. I'm for sure. All friendly dogs, um, all running around having a great time, which is fine. And then all of a sudden, you're hosting Jeff Gelman, who is obviously an animal abuser. That's why his seminars are so successful. Um, but anyway, there are, I guess a lot of people want to learn how to abuse their dogs, um, um, at least the proper way. So, but, but I need an actual physical location. So I had a, one of the locations that was offered to me in San Diego. I actually said, you know what? I'm the, I'm the wrong, it's the wrong spot. And, and, but I, she'll help me find another one and she'll be attending, but I, I don't want to affect anyone's business in a negative way. Next. 499 Top Chat from the Noble Dogs. Thoughts on trade shows? Try and close the deal on the spot or formation and call them at a later date. What's the best way ROI okay. doing trade shows? Okay, so, so Grant, there you go again. What <laughs> a great rant. No, there you go again about closing the deal. Again, you and I have a different mindset. There is no deal to close. So now, so I don't believe in that whole sales philosophy when it comes to dog training. You do. And I keep reminding you that I don't. So um, as far as trade shows in general, um, I used to make a living at trade shows. Um, so um, in other industries, um, that was one of the best ways to actually get um, new new customers and new clients was at a trade show. So for you, if that's what you want to do, then you go right ahead. Um, I don't believe in closing the deal on dog training though. So, but that's that doesn't make it, you can't do it. So give it a shot. But also I've worked many trade shows. I probably have done 300 trade shows in my life and I could be um, literally next to somebody in a booth and they say this is the worst trade show they've ever um, attended like they're working the booth as a vendor and I'm gonna be like really it's the best one for 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 me I believe that a lot of owners of companies shouldn't be in the booth um, but for dog training you know it all depends on what you're what, what you're selling I guess which is a service actually but we're actually sell we're not selling a dog training service we're actually eliminating pain in people which is what at least our industry at least what our business is next hippie mama hi J&J nice to see you today while John and I were at solid canine to see Minnie thanks for working with our drooling queen and making lots of progress look forward to seeing you in a few weeks it was fantastic to be talking to you at all and um if you know it was really nice to meet your son and um if your husband's watching um um listen to hippie mama okay so next mm -hmm. 73 blue note jj thoughts on using dominant dog collar for dog reactive dog on walks because she is a vocal drama dobi gsd cross sorry if duplicate no it's good no please do yes yeah i think it's a great idea it's a great way to get arousal out of a dog as well next 
Kara, to command multiple dogs in a room, should you address them all by their names? Should I correct dogs for moving when they were not the one I was addressing? If you're doing name recognition commands, then you would use their name. And if the other dog moved, yeah, then yes, you'd have to correct the other dog because you're doing name recognition training. Next. Spuds K was able to call off my dog from in, my dog in drive chasing a squirrel. No e-collar on. Success. That's huge. That's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. Good for you. The dedicated dog. Any suggestions for how to teach out without e-collar? Client has very strong-willed or strong-jawed, lol, seven-month-old, but has no interest in e-collar. So the client or the client's dog? Dog. So the, the client is opposed to the e-collar? Yep. But the dog is a powerful dog? Sounds like it. And it won't out? All right. Well, that, I mean, I wouldn't have that as person as a client, frankly. I'd be like, why wouldn't you want the best tool, most effective tool out there that can teach your dog something? Um, you can do it with a dominant dog collar by just holding the leash up. The, the, the dog actually has to decide to breathe or to hold on to something. And most dogs will choose air over a ball. You know, it's called the tactical release, you know. Um, prong collar might make the dog actually clamp down harder but that also can be an effective tool as well um but to me being a results oriented kind of person which is what we all should be doing um i would look for a client that would go i want results and and not be sucked into the ideology that you can't use a certain tool especially if you only use the tool just for this it's like okay, you don't want to use a remote collar for for anything else. You 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 know you just you you just stop next. Four ninety nine top chat from the noble dogs. What is your strategy at the trade shows? How do you approach it? Sorry if I'm being redundant or annoying. You're not being redundant or annoying, Grant. If you are, I would just ban you off the show. So whether you're doing top chats or not. So you know my strategy at the trade shows was exposure. You know was exposure. If I so as a dog trainer now. I, you have to decide, that's a great question actually. What is your strategy? Are you trying to bring brand awareness? Well, then you go into the trade show with a whole other philosophy. The look of your booth would be different. Your, your everything about, the, you know, your interaction with a client would be different. If you're looking to close the deal, as you said, that would actually be different as well. Um, are you looking to educate the public, which is brand awareness, but or but it's educate the public on maybe a certain product, and it's like I'm not trying to sell anything. I have nothing here to sell. So I, you know, at this point in my life, would I go to a trade show just to educate public on remote cowers? Say, I would. Why don't I? Because I'm actually not interested in doing that. But 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 would I? Of course I would. And people said, Oh, can we hire you as a dog trainer? It's like, Well, no. Go to my website. That's not what I'm here for. Well, I want to hire you right now. Well, you go to my website. Then go on your phone and go on my website and hire me. But no, you can't hire me now. I'm here, I'm here at the trade show for, to, for education. So um, you decide what is your goal. What is the goal? Um, you want to, people to get, meet you to see if you're a nice person? Um, you can do that. Um, I think you've got to be really careful about, you know, we don't use a demo dog. We would bring a dog to, this, to all the seminars I'd bring a dog to. Um, also, I suggest if you're going to do trade shows, in the, don't do pet industry trade shows. Do home and flower shows. Why? It's, it's, it's a lot better to be the big fish, you know, big fish in a small ocean than the small fish in the big ocean. That's why. Next. $5 top chat from Robin. Hi, guys. Trying to help find space in San Diego. Freddie and I will be there. 
Awesome. FYI, the lovely painting behind you is crooked. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. FYI, I know it's crooked and it's going to stay crooked because I love to fuck with all the fucking type A people. Next. Elsie, thank you guys. You're the best. You're welcome. Jasmine, I have a weird question. What do you guys make of when a dog has zoomies where they just bolt back and forth uninterrupted for like 30 seconds? Yep. I've never had a dog do this before, but it cracks me up. Yep, usually between 6 and 9 p.m., correct? Or after a bath, after right? After a bath. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do I make of it? I make of it is that's what dogs do. I think it's funny. Now, dogs also bite, but I don't like biting. Now, um, now do I like zoomies? All depends. Where you're doing them at. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and what's around us. Like, can you do a zoomie in the Walmart parking lot when you get out of the RV? No, you can't. Um, can you do zoomies though across the streets where we play chuck it? You zoomie all the way. Can you do it? You know, so all, it's all, it all depends. But I just think it's just one of those things that just dogs do. Next, Maria. Greetings from Poland again. Yesterday I told you about my separation anxiety dog and introduction to the crate. Today was worse. I tried to make whining in the crate suck and I failed. I'll write more in a second. Okay, so you didn't fail. Okay, you just haven't had success yet. There's a big difference there, and it's been one day. Next. Bob, saw your video giving Feral Dog a second chance at the shelter. You brought her out from shutdown to fall. Awesome work. Fingers crossed she gets adopted. Zero chance before. Now she is a contender. Chances are if you're, talking, results. So if you're talking about Brick, that dog was adopted in 24 hours and it wasn't Feral. So I'm not sure which Feral Dog. There's dogs. There's, there's a pack of Feral Dogs that worked at a dog sanctuary and adoption wasn't their main... That they, they didn't. They just wanted a better quality of life for the dog. So, I'm, and I've only been in the shelters very minimal times because I don't do shelters because of the politics of shelter world. Um, but, um, but thank you for the kind words. I'm just trying to think which dog and which video that which video that is. Next. XBMC, JJ Poland loves you. When are you going to be in the Europe? Um, Europe. Europe um, I'm shooting. Well, you know, if, if I do, if when I do the UK, we will probably add a third city. So um, we will do England, we will do Scotland, and then we will do, you know, I'm already over there, so we'll see. Next. Bob, do you have a protocol, um, whether you pop the leash upward or sideways for correction? If so, what? Yes, I have a protocol, I have a, but I need to know what you're trying to correct for. Next. Melissa posted the links to your seminar. Thank you. Andrew, my six-month-old golden retriever is scared of a lot of things on walks. I work him through it by pressure on, pressure off when he commits. What are some things I can do to help build confidence? Um, we always have this phrase on over, under, through. So over things, under things, through things is great confidence building. Obedience in general is great confidence building. Hold your dog um, accountable is uh, a great um, confidence building. Next. David Smith, dang, Rocky likes his crate so much. I now have to put some effort into break command. Not a bad problem, but unexpected. Love you as always. And, you know, that's, that's you know, what, what I would do is I'd probably get that dog off the keto diet so he'd be a little bit more motivated. Mm. Um, but, uh, but David, thanks for sharing your journey with us. Thanks. Technically, all dogs are on the keto. I know. They're not on I know. kibble. I know. It was just, it was a... It wasn't a factual joke. It was just a joke. I know. It just made me think, though. I'm like, yeah, my dogs are on a keto diet. Yep. Meat and fat. West did a great job of keeping his way into into the chicken the other day. Yeah. What the was, hell was that? I don't know. I feel like something just dropped or fell. West, like, I mean, tech shook or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maria left the dog in the crate out of sight. Camera on the dog. Okay, for 10 minutes. And whining and trying to break out. Every whine I was dialing up on the remote. It made my dog more anxious. Yep. And wanting to break out. Yep. 
I was crying, hitting 100 on the remote. After that, the dog stopped breaking out, but was still whining. After a few minutes, started to break out again. Yep. Then I tried the protocol used with Max. Tone, dog out of the crate, bonk, dog inside the crate. Yep. The sa- then the same, but bonking the crate, nothing worked. Yep. More and more whining after me leaving the room. Help, yep. please. It's fixing dog or dog is out. Yep. So, that all sounds normal to somebody who would be struggling. And guess what? That happens here as well. Yep. Happens to us too. And we've rehabbed a lot of dogs with whining. So, first things first. What does the rest of the day look like? Meaning, are you holding your dog accountable in every other part of the day? Or are you being loosey-goosey? Have you dramatically cut down affection or taken away affection right now? Are you, holding, are you asking the dog for, to do a lot um, um, in other departments? Now, there's many dogs out there that none of this, it doesn't make a difference and the whining still stops. But you've got a dog who it isn't working with. Also, your timing on the remote might be wrong. The levels might not be right. There's an art to dialing up and dialing down and hitting continuous and hitting Nick, which we don't expect you to be perfected at. But also, it's been one fucking day. Okay? So, you did, you did not, you, you are not a failure because you did not fail. You just didn't get the results you wanted to last night. So, start thinking about the rest of the day and the lifestyle you have with your dog, and can you hold it more accountable, or are you casual everywhere else, but you're just trying to solve a problem in the crates? Now, can you do that? Yes, but it's gonna be way harder. So you're better off going on a 90-day full um, uh, uh, rehab of like restructuring everything, okay? But guess what? We struggle too. All of us do. We struggle with client dogs, We struggle with our own dogs. And for any dog trainer to not say that is full of shit or they're not working with any dogs with any sort of difficulty whatsoever. But the struggle is real, which I know is a catchphrase, but it's like, that's part of it. Part of any type of growth is struggle. So if I want to be a better communicator with Joelle or the rest of the staff, I have to work on things. If I want to be a better father, I've got to work on things. A better husband, a better, a better human being, member of my community, I've got to work on stuff. Going to talk therapy should be hard, by the way. If it's easy to go to your therapist, your therapist sucks and you're wasting your money and just find a friend and meet them for coffee instead. All right? It should be hard. It should be difficult. People should call you on your shit. You should be challenged. You should feel pain and discomfort. Because on the other side of pain and discomfort is massive amounts of success historically. All right? So, you'll be okay. It's been a day. But I want you to know you are well. What's the word? There's lots of us in the room with you. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone at all with the struggle. Nope. Okay? I got into this business because I also had a difficult dog that nobody could help, and I didn't have a podcast to come to. So you are not alone. You're actually very fortunate. So now is a wonderful time in 2019. Now is a wonderful time to struggle on anything because there are answers that are out there. There's no more secrets and everything is for free. It's called YouTube, Google, the internet. Next.
growth. Remember when our teacher said that we wouldn't have that? Well, the internet was supposed to be a fad. Do you know the world without the internet? Yeah. You do? Okay. They also said I would never have a calculator with me all the time. Right. That's why I don't care about being good at math. And we have more information than Ronald Reagan had to run the fucking world right here. Right there. Right there. Yeah, Angelo the gets time. Angelo gets a shitload of fucking... You I know, know more engagement than we do. Angelo gets a lot of engagement. How many followers does he have now? Oh, I don't know. A lot. But, but, it's, but he gets good engagement. So we're talking about, if you don't know that, it's Angelo. He's seven years old now. He's my youngest, of, my youngest child, uh, my, only, my, my, my only male, you know. My only son. My only son, you know. Um, but he comes to work with me every day. Um, today he did, uh, we did some good stuff. Starting, he's starting to read now, which is great. He made, uh, what's that stuff called, by the way? You know what's cool? The other day, I remember he was struggling to read, like, an analog clock. Yeah. Those are called? Non-digital, correct. So then the other day, I'm like, Angelo, what time is it? And he looks at the clock in the rubber room and told me the time. I'm like, you literally didn't know that like a week ago. Yeah. He learned. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, his his learning. Um, He's like, I know how to read those. I'm like, but you literally didn't like he a week did, ago. He didn't. Yeah, I remember. I remember actually. Like, yes. He I, was like saying the time was like three something. He was getting the dial. Right. Exactly. Up. I had to explain to him how like this clock Yes. Works. It's so cool, though, yeah. like, watching him, like, learn shit. He, and the way he learns stuff is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when he learns things, he doesn't forget. Clearly. Yeah. I can't even remember names. Yeah. Yeah. We Next. know. Yeah. Tommy. Hi, J&J. Hey. Kara, what would be some good exercises to do with my GSD? I usually have her jump over things or on things. Mm. I've got her to place on top of my car. I really want to challenge her more. Okay. Well, then, you know, the sky's the limit. Climb up a ladder. Climb up a ladder or do multiple sequences of things. Excuse me. Chain different commands. Do some chain, chaining of commands. Teach her to fetch you a drink. Yeah, do puppy push-ups. But go to, you know what you can do? Hey, everyone, if, if you guys go to Cool Dog Tricks, CoolDogTricks.com, CoolDogTricks.com, and in, in the, um, um, make sure you, for an extra penny, you get six more trick, tricks, and then put type in GIRL, G-I-R-L, as your discount code. GIRL is one of my dog's names. You get 25% off. It's a $20 trick training online program that we have actually, one of the few online things that we actually charge for. Um, do that. Do that. You'll have fun. Next. Kara, do you guys ever fly with your dogs? How much does it usually cost and what are the best airlines? How would I condition my dog for flying on an airplane? So, um, no, I don't. Um, fly with my dogs. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know who has the best airlines at all. Um, as far as conditioning the dog, get your dog used to being in a crate for long periods of time around lots of noise. Next. Melanie, you answered my question. Say emotion. I wasn't sure if it was a reward to move away. By the way, we saw a coyote that morning. Yikes. He didn't do much with the coyote. LOL. Cool. Shayna, I did not mean to offend you the other day when I asked if you could reshoot the video on muzzling and taking an aggressive dog out of the crate. I wanted to be able to see every aspect. I, I don't. I wasn't offended by that at all. But in my response, Shayna, my response was extremely snarky. But if you really think about your question, that was also a little bit silly as well. And um, you know, you have to also remember that's a very old video. In fact, we just got an update from that video, from that owner of that video, who's killing it, by the way. Yeah. But look at the dates of the video, and but you did ask me to put my staff in harm's way, so I'm going to call you on it. So I'm sorry that you couldn't see it, but another thing about our free content, just just from a frame of reference, just just you know, and I'm, I'm being polite here. 
you can't make requests on how we do things in our free content. So you just you just can't. So, you know, if you want me to make, you know, for for five thousand dollars, I will make you a custom video and I will do exactly and you can direct it. You know what I mean? So but for our free content, you really can't you really can't do it. Um, and the protocol that we were doing with this dog is a dog you should not be working with. Because this dog, um, when, when there's two people there and the protocol they were doing, if I recall, this is a, this, this dog came into us extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. So the protocol that we were doing is for a very dangerous dog that only people with a certain skill set should be doing. So, um, but you didn't offend me at all. If you would have offended me, you wouldn't have been able to see my answer because I would have blocked you from my social media. Next. Um, Bull, I have nine-month Rhodesian, Rhodesian Lab. Although he's a friendly dog, whenever we take him to training, he barks nonstop. Okay. So training as in a training center, I would ask your trainer how to shut it up. But a good leash pop or a bonk or remote collar stim will shut your dog up. Next. Vicky says thank you. You're welcome. Melissa. Hi, JJ. Where would I find the video showing the spatial technique for healing? Joelle demonstrated Sunday at Vegas. Um, we don't have one. We don't have one. You won't. And, 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 and um, I can't wait till the day, but I can, I can visualize the day. It's been a lot on my mind, and I'm sure it's been a lot in your mind as well. The day when we have a team of people that can literally take 16 hours of video content and turn it into... You didn't get any of that on video? You know, I took pictures. Wow. Helpful. I might have taken it on video, but also we can also, did, did um, Mackenzie capture any of that? Um, I don't think so. I was looking on that camera. Okay. Um, okay. At, the, at the Providence seminar this weekend, mm -hmm. I will capture it on video. Okay. Okay. Marvelous maker. So in other words, when haters try and jump on you, you turn your back? Um, do I turn my back? No, I delete them out of my life. If you're talking about online haters, I ban and delete. I ban and delete. So in other words, I get them out of my life. I don't allow them in. So I, I don't allow them physically into my life or mentally into my life. So physically, I remove them from my, the platform that they're hating on. And I encourage others to do that. And then mentally, I don't let it bother me at all. And then from my heart, I have empathy towards them. So I do something. I don't just leave it there. Um, if you jeopardize my business, so my cash flow or my revenue, which people are starting to do, not by hating me, but they're actually trying to actually stop me from maybe doing a seminar, I will come at you surprisingly fast and furious that you probably will not want to do that anymore. And these aren't threats at all, and, I'm not, and it's not violent because I'm very savvy on how things work. Um, if you try to harm my family and people have made legitimate death threats towards me, um, um, I take appropriate action. So, so there's different levels. There's different levels of hate. But my family is getting death threats now. And, um, and for every single person that has written a hateful or liked a hateful comment, you are responsible for it. I just want you to know that. You're responsible. And I don't, I don't, so that, which is fine if that's what you want to do. So when someone writes a hateful comment and then you like, just like it, 
you are just you are doing just as bad as they are. And all of that put together is getting somebody possibly to then giving them permission to do something that might affect me or affect my family. And a lot of people are like, well, ignore it. Well, there, you know, there was a person in Alaska who actually has a history of violence who actually um, had to be stopped because they have a history of, of being violent towards people. And um, we, we, we can't just ignore that. So, but turn my back, I, I wouldn't call it turning my back. Next. Kara, if you guys don't mind me asking, do you guys travel a lot? I know you, Jeff, are homeschooling Angelo. Are you guys very back and forth on the road or just on weekends for seminars? Dogs go with you? So we travel about 140 days out of the year. Um, well, again, we were just mentioned earlier in the show that we're on the road for 28 weekends a year. Well, so we do three here. So, so, but we're about, about half the year we travel. Um, if we drive there, we usually do take our dogs. Joelle now has started taking her two dogs with us as well because it's a newer RV and I can we can configure the way the dogs sleep. Um, if we fly, we leave our dogs here. We leave our dogs here, and and we don't. I don't miss my dogs when I fly, at all. It's it's actually nice to. It's a nice. It's a nice break. It's a nice break. Next. Jasmine, thanks for everything. Can't wait for the next stream. Awesome. Um, Saturday night. Next. JP, have you ever met Frank Caprio from yeah. the Providence Show? Yes. Yes, Frank. Yeah, back. I was on AM 790. Um, so I'd see him at like different business networking events. Um, you know, business. You know, Chamber of Commerce events, things like that. Um, and different net net networking events. Yep. And Rhode Island, Rhode Island is a very small state, and Providence is a very small city. So you bump into people, you bump into people, you know, or all the time. But there was a guy at the gym. This was what real. This is where I knew my memory was going. Real, my memory was really starting to yeah, go. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, there's a guy at the gym, who literally was sitting down stretching, and said, "Hi, Jeff." And I'm like, "Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you?" And I didn't recognize him at all. He recognized me. Him and I were in a. 10 person business networking group. There's just 10 of us we'd meet like once a month. And I couldn't remember. We met at his location. He was in insurance sales. I couldn't remember where it was or who this person was at all. And that, I mean, that, and this goes back probably 18 years ago, but, but I don't remember a lot of stuff from like last week. So my memory is definitely definitely going. Your memory's good. I think ne so. Next. Kicking a dead cat when will we be coming to the Philadelphia area? Um well I'm, I'm being Frederick, Maryland, which is extremely close. Are Philadelphia. Doing, are we I'm doing gonna be Mantua I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're doing Mantua. Yeah, that's right. Which there. is technically Philadelphia. Yeah. And then also Providence. So next. Maria, can dogs become desensitized to stim? Yes. Next. Robert? My dude is terrible when we run into another dog. Like today, a squirrel went on walks. He whines and lunges. Would a prong collar be enough, or should I correct with an e-collar? Find out yourself. And I'm not saying that to be snarky. It's like, try. Chant it. But the, the remote collar is probably going to give you the best the best um, results, though. Next. Caitlin, what is the 180? Um, I've got to go into my, um, what's turning your body 180 degrees, and then there's different levels of doing it. Um, but if you want to look in, in our YouTube channel, just search 180, you'll see the actual video move. Next. Robin, crooked painting to F with the type A people. LOL, guilty as charged. There you go. 
Andrew, went to teach my dogs to swim, but do not have access to a pool. Would a lake or pond work? And would the procedure be the same? Well, no, because in, in, a, in a pool, I'm walking on the outskirts. But if you want to walk on the outskirts, we well, usually can't because it's not deep enough. But I do have a video on my YouTube channel. Uh, actually, ironically, we mentioned working with a pack of feral dogs in the sanctuary. With uh, I'm actually using those feral dogs to um, to do it. I teaching them how to swim, or they know how to swim, but I took them swimming. But I'm teaching them how to swim though. So it's pretty much you're making a big U-turn with your dog in the while you're in the water, and you only have to go up usually waist deep. Next. Um, Rose, I just recently got a puppy and he's been acting funny. For example, he would walk back and forth aimlessly while I was feeding him. That's not funny behavior. I'm missing something there. While you're feeding him or while you're getting him ready to eat? Or he eats his food, picks up food and walks back and forth? I mean, that's not... It's not unheard of. That's, not, that's not unheard of at all. At all. I mean, you feed him in a crate which is what I recommend anyway, or feed them through training. But that's, that seems normal. It seems normal. Next. Blessing. Hi, guys. Um, been busy, so I don't have much to say. Okay, cool. Um, Hannah, I love you guys. Learned so much from you. Love you too, Hannah. Maria, walk is structured. Healing and potty time at the end. My three-year-old is often mistaking potty time with playtime and starts being crazy when it's time for a toilet. How to fix? You'd correct the dog. No, boom. But good luck going to the bathroom next blessing although the place where i work is very impressed with my skills and there's no one else to thank but you well i know I, i'm gonna i'm blessing thank you for the compliment but i'm gonna say bullshit on that one it's because of you next christine sometimes training looks unkind to the client resisting training if their dog is visibly stressed not allowing their dog to struggle through an issue suggestions don't have those clients don't have those clients or do board and trains and only deliver a finished product. But I, but I, I, the thing I like about my seminars is you actually see your dog stressed out. And I'm very open about that. I want your dog to be stressed out. I want you to be stressed out. I want you to learn how to handle it. And I want you to learn for your dog how to handle it. Why? Because it's something called the world. Welcome to the world. The world is a stressful place. So and you're possibly not working with, with the right client. Now, if you've got, you know, especially if you're working with challenging dogs, it's just not going to be easy. It's going to be messy. Now, well, when such and such a trainer does it, their videos don't look like that. That's because they don't show it. Yeah. They're not showing it. Fact. Fact. They, 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 don't, show, they don't show it, but they're doing it. Trust me on this one, 1,000%. There's no way all of a sudden that's like they're getting such different dogs that don't have stress during certain protocols. And there's a lot of trainers out there that try to take our work, which is transparent, and turn it into like the devil's work and to use to show that their work is better when it's like, well, you're just not being honest. Or where is your work? How about that one? Where is the videos? How about that one even more? And where is the non-Malinois dog? How about that one even more? So show me a nervous, fearful, shut-down dog that has no drive, and then show me the process step-by-step step into the finished product without it looking a little bit messy? No. Can't be done. It's not being done. 
And there's people that are, well, if you keep the dog under the threshold, if you keep the dog under the threshold, they'll never be able to do anything in life. And there's something called life. And there's something called the real world. So, next. Um, I don't know how I got on that rant, but I'm just trying to bring more, I think, honesty to an awareness to the public that we're just so fucking transparent with our stuff that we get so much shit for it. And others that are doing the same, literally, like bonking is the best example. I can't tell you how many trainers bonk. Yeah. So many trainers bonk. But for some reason, everyone is like, don't go to Jeff because he bonks dogs. But it's like, but the trainer you go to bonks dogs because I know your trainer and I know they bonk dogs. Yeah, they're still showing it. Right. They're just still showing it. Next. Time. Oh, we're over. Holy shit. One more question. Okay. Um, wow, it went fast today. Thomas, what leash should we get with an e-collar and prong collar? The leash doesn't matter. Six-foot leash. Nylon leash. Don't get cotton. Cotton gets wet. And then if you don't hang it to dry, it smells terrible. So just get a nylon leash. You know, usually no, usually no more than three-quarters of an inch. Half an inch, three-quarters of an inch. You know, for those guys out there that are making those quarter-inch biothane leashes... You don't want anything like that. You know? Drew, we love you, buddy. All right. All right. Uh, that's the show. It's been a long week. I have a lot of videos. I know you do. I can tell. You're like... It's like stressed me out. I know it is. I can tell. I know. All right. All right, guys. It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is Joel. You go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. For all the folks coming to the Providence Seminar this weekend, we'll see you in Providence. Tickets are still available. You can go to that. We can fit a lot of people here. And then um, right after that, we go to Sharon Springs. Well, there's a week off. Um, and then we go to Sharon Springs, and then we go to um, uh, Chicago after that. And then we've got Austin, and then we've got Hawaii. So those are the next five that are lined up. All right, may I have in love with you guys, and thank you all, and uh, we definitely all love you. All right, bye-bye.